Hi, and welcome to the Creating, Living, and Making podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Mackey, and as always, I'm joined by Morley Kurt and Grant Alexander. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I forgot to pause for you to say hello. <laughs> it's okay. I kind of I kind of felt it. Game time yeah. decision. We're good. So and what's up, guys? What have you been up to? Grant, why don't you start us off? Yeah. All right. So I have been... So, you know what? I, I want to even go... Before we even go into what I've been up to, I want to introduce the topic. So if you can back it up and talk about the topic, because I think we can just expand a little bit on some of the stuff we're working on. As that's what the, yeah. potentially the so go ahead and and introduce the uh, topic. Do we just leave a blank space? It just just silence for for thirty oh, seconds. How about this? How about <laughs> now we? You just start yeah. the whole thing over, and this time pause so that Morley can say hello, and then we'll go right Wait, and then just under- say like. I don't quite understand. You want him to introduce our topic of not having a topic? Exactly. Because that okay. way, like, part of what like I'm talking about, I can expand and ask questions a little more than I would normally do. Okay. I mean, I think we can just do that. I don't think... Uh, and then, I think we I, just leave all these in. Okay. <laughs> so, I've been working on editing the camping video. Uh, and it's been kind of kicking my butt a little bit because uh, I realized that there were a couple times where I did the uh, on... I, I pressed the record button and that turned the recording off oh, instead classic. of returning the, yeah. So I got a bunch of walking. Uh, so I got about 10 feet from a deer, which would have been awesome. And I was talking in the camera the whole time talking about, wow, I can't believe this deer is on the path. This is amazing. And then at the end, guess what I got? Just you uh, getting to the deer and then nothing after no, walking away from the deer. And it's oh. just pointed at the ground. <laughs> So I have a picture because I, at the same time I was filming, I was taking uh, pictures with my phone. So I have a picture of it, but it's like, it was so cool. And I really wanted to have that as like a, a big highlight of, of my trip. Cause for me it was, and I don't have it. And I've also missed a bunch of using my uh, saw, but it like doesn't really matter, but I did it a couple times. So it's like the heat was really getting to my head. I wasn't thinking. Because uh, normally I, I like to actually look to make sure I'm recording. You just get back home and you realize that all your footage is just movie cast away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, so, so you got a, You said you got a picture, right? I got a picture. Yeah, so it's a put, really good picture. So put the picture in the video and then add a pan across so it looks like you had the camera on a tripod on a slaughter. Yeah. It's, I don't know uh, how believable that'll be. Yeah. It's also a, uh, it. a landscape. Or a portrait instead of a landscape. Yeah, I did that for my tool wall. So then I would have to like a pan up. It would just look. Yeah. Anyways, I will definitely do that. It just won't be as good as the yeah. like the conversation I had at the time. Like going like, wow, it's right on the path. And I can't believe, oh, it's starting to move. And like, I can't believe I'm getting this close. And all that was like in the moment commentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, That's gone. I'm sorry. That's really frustrating. Yeah. 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 And then that's, on top that's of funny. The- we have a um, we have a video from when I was when I was younger, like a like an old camcorder when we went away on a trip, and the exact same thing. There's like it's like <laughs> filming before the show starts, and then it just cuts to the show finished, and oh. you can clearly see that whoever it was like didn't realize it was recording in the front. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, it just anyways, it, just it was now. It, it's frustrating to to go like there's a couple spots that I wanted a little more footage of and and missed out on and i cut the trip short a day so now i've lost out on like a whole bunch of other footage i could have had and i went well at least i got that good you know that really good footage there but anyways it's fine so you think you're just scrapping it or are you gonna kind of power through it i'm gonna power through it it's just not gonna be the video i wanted it to be Mm. i'm gonna make it way shorter basically but I've I've done some rough editing up to this point, and I really like it. Uh, so, like compared to a build video where I have like, you know, some build videos, I was like, I have four hours of of footage for a twelve minute video, right? This is I have an hour of footage, and I wanted to make like a thirty minute video out of it. 
So we'll yeah. see what happens. There'll just be a lot less on the cutting room floor, but it's a lot less repetitive too. You're not doing the, yeah. like you're not cutting, you know, a board in half 15 times. You're doing something different every time. Yeah. That's, that's, it just sucks that it was like that one big moment that, yeah. Just to go back a bit to, uh, the amount of footage versus what you think the final video will be. That's what's really nice about editing the cooking videos when Eden and I make those because like the final video has so far been like 15-ish minutes and it's like 30 minutes of footage. It's basically just cutting out the dead space and like when it's the two of us just going back and forth, it just, it goes and it's such an easy edit. Yeah. Um, Those can be after editing build videos, which are not like that at all. It's a nice change of pace. Yeah. But anyways, that's what's been kind of I've been like opening that up, doing 10 minutes worth of work on it and then going like, ah, this is like, it's just like frustrating because Mm -hmm. of what happened. Anyways, uh, the other thing I've been working on is, uh, my, I, I, last week I mentioned that I got a canoe and with the canoe came with some paddles and I sanded all the varnish off of them. And, uh, and I had my wife add, uh, on, and, and Adam's laughing cause he thinks it looks like something different, but I had my wife add some wood burning to it and I posted a picture on Instagram and, uh, it will include the picture. It's on my story. So we'll include it in the, uh, Patreon exclusive post, but, uh, What's the picture of the picture is of a bull. Um, yeah. and okay. Adam thinks it looks like boobies with a girl with like, I don't know, hair or arms or something. Anyways, Morley's probably trying to to pull it yeah, up now. I think I actually just played the audio from your story <laughs> as I was trying to find it. Did it expire already? I no. I showed I my gym it. buddy, and she said the same thing as me. I, I said, "What does this look like to you?" And she goes, "Boobs." Oh, it literally just expired. That's so funny. Oh wow! <laughs> Damn. The universe is really fighting you this week, Grant. Yeah, that's that just seems to be the way it is. But uh, give me one second, and are you? Gonna, you I just, yeah, I just sent it to you. All right, let's see. <laughs> I'll be the final judge of this. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, it has horns, so like that. No, kind that's, of... that's the Hindu lady's arms. Oh my gosh! Now I can't unsee it. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah. so, I'm not sure. I mean, the horns are very clearly horns, but yeah. the rest of it is. It looks cool, though. It's a cool graphic. It, it's a cool graphic. My aunt designed it. Uh, my aunt, who's passed away, designed it like. No, oh, oh, Adam, you feel like a jerk. Yeah. Now, that just makes me feel like a jerk. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> it represents like our last name. Um, cool. That's why it's like not going to be like a full on post, but I'm happy sharing it with. Uh, and people would have to guess what it actually my last name is based off a picture. So, anyways, it's uh, it's definitely a bull, not not boobies. But uh, for so anyone who wants to, to do with Alex, you know. exactly. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, I've been doing <laughs> spar varnish on it. So spar varnish is like marine varnish. Um, and it is oil based, and it took over twenty four hours to cure. With all Damn. the humidity, it's uh, it's been crazy. And what sucks is once you put it on there, you basically can't make any dust until it's. Oh. So it's like, oh, I, I put it on there like not thinking and then went, oh, well, I guess that's the end of this day. Like, I, I wish I'd done it later on, like done, made a whole bunch of dust and then did it. But uh, so that's what I'm going to do. The second coat tonight, uh, once this is over. The other thing is I made a uh, scrap wood uh, thing that you'll have to stay tuned and, and find out what it is, but it's for Sumo's scrap wood challenge. So Sumo's project is uh, he's a guy, Dirk is his name. He's in Australia, just like uh, like this Maker Mackey guy. And, uh, and he put out a little challenge with prizes. Uh, it's due uh, August 8th and 9th. You can post your video anytime in there. And uh, just needs to be a three-minute video using scrap wood. And, yeah. yeah. So he announced that. I was going to make this little – it's called a spar gauge. Uh, It's for making – for marking out uh, square or rectangular stuff so that you can mark it out so that it – 
you can turn it into a, an uh, octagon, or and then from oh, the octagon okay. you can make it into a circle. So it's like a canoe paddle. You would mark it out, turn it into an octagon with a spoke shave, and then from it being an octagon, it makes it a lot easier to round off the edges of an octagon to make a circle rather than trying to make a circle out of a square. Gotcha. And circle takes a square for the old people to get that reference. I'm, I'm lost. Right. Celebrity, celebrity tic-tac-toe. Um, oh, I remember that show. Yeah. So the, uh, yeah, it's a spar gauge. I made it the, like, I wasn't going to make a video of it, but like, cause it was going to be like a two to three minute video. He put out this challenge. Now you guys are going to get the video. So that's always good. <laughs> so it's kind of cool uh, to get like a reason, a reason to make something out of like a video out of something that you wouldn't have expected. And, and that like brings me to another, uh, two other things that I'm going to be working on is, uh, I've been, been designing, I know just small stuff though. I've been designing my, uh, and I think uh, Morley might have been doing this too, working on the Enlightenness Challenge lighting my my lamp. It's not going to be a lamp. It's going to be a more like a chandelier. But uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, I have an idea in mind and I've bought the parts for it. So hopefully it works out. And uh, I also, I... And so that's also due in August. And then the, another thing I'm working on for August is I'm working on a maker swap with Dead Rise Woodcrafts. And I've got a project in mind that'll hopefully work out for that swap. So he's a guy, he's mainly a wood turner. And, uh, and he, he asked 12 people to send him something and he'll send something in return. And uh, I'm August. So he's done one a month. Andy Berkey oh, was... Was July, hmm. yeah. So I, cool. You know, I got a lot, a lot of stuff due in August. That's all I'm going to say. And then uh, I, I don't really want to go into what that is because I know he's a listener. But uh, anyways, he's going to hopefully be excited for whatever I'm making. And the last thing is I bought a printer. Everyone's like, "Oh, a printer? Like a 3D printer? A 2D printer? <laughs> a 2D printer?" Yeah, I bought a laser. I didn't even think of a 3D printer. I just assumed a normal computer printer. Yeah, I bought a laser printer. And uh, I haven't had a printer in 15 years. But uh, like, wow, laser paper printer or it prints with a laser? Uh Have you seen those? Like the portable laser cutter things? Yeah. Laser engraver? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, I guess I can under, like, since. moving out of my like the house i grew up in i've haven't had a printer i've used them at libraries whenever i've needed them um but i guess you don't really necessarily need to print stuff out in day-to-day life and if you work in an office then yeah but i haven't been to the office in three four months right and the libraries are closed and you know copy centers weren't open and there's like sometimes you're just like oh i just like to print out this template for this piece of wood and what yeah. I've always done instead is I've uh, done grid lines that mar- match to an inch. So I've done inch grid lines on everything and then drawn it out free- freehand yeah. on the wood. Um, and I like that. It's a fun way of doing it. But, mm. uh, but I used to do that to actually like learn to draw. Oh, yeah? Like just do that to draw on a piece of paper. Like put grid lines over a photo on the computer and then copy it to a piece of paper. Oh, that's cool. I yeah. never thought of doing that. Hmm. Anyways, yeah. I spent uh, pretty much uh, like four hours today trying to get the printer to connect via my uh, router. So it's a, it doesn't have a... Oh my God. There are a few things more infuriating than setting up printers via Wi-Fi. I, I once was, I was doing an, an internship one summer on a construction site and we were in the, tra- I was like working out of the trailer every day and we went through like three printers that summer Um because we basically had like an engineering office on site and we were, so we were doing like so much printing. It was man, pr- uh, printers are so infuriating in general. So this was As office even, space has taught us. Yeah. Uh, well, and that was like what I was feeling like the problem was, was that it was like, you know, PC load letter, but I'm like, it has, it does, <laughs> there is, why does it say paper jam when there is no paper jam? Anyways, it, it, 
it ended up that it like installed itself twice on my computer. And I had set this up is making me the, mad listening to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it, and it's not even a Wi-Fi printer, but I have a USB port on my router. So it's like oh. I've I've kind of hacked it. So I tried like talking to the the people at Brother about how to do it, and they basically just kept telling me that that's not how our printers work. You can't do that. I was like, <laughs> it worked. It worked one time. I printed a test page. Everything was working fine. I went to go print again. And it wouldn't work anymore. And it was because it like it like installed a copy of itself and that disabled the first version. And I'd set the first Great. version as the default. Anyways. Great calls, brother. They say we can't do that. Well, apprentice don't do that. And he turns around and says, Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I've now printed out a coloring book for my son. So yeah, a what learning book? Col- coloring book. Oh nice. Yeah, CBC Canada put it out, um, and it's like a color all the different provinces. So there's like a coloring page from each province. Nice. I need that. Yeah. Well, I'll <laughs> I'll include the link in the show notes. <laughs> For everyone who oh, wants wait. a Canada coloring book, all our listeners. Yeah, there's, there's probably a printer, printer right next to me, and it hasn't had ink for so long because ink's so damn expensive, and I just refuse to pay for ink. Right. So that's why I got a laser printer. So I had a, I had until I think last year I finally threw it out. I had a printer. It didn't yeah. have ink for 15 years because I, I bought ink once. I used the printer once. I went to go use it again six months later. It didn't work. I threw it. I just, I said, nope, that's the end of that. I never bought ink for it again, but I only threw it out last year. So, so laser printer uses a toner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I will probably end up buying one of those. Like, I reckon I'd print so much more if I had a good printer that wasn't always out of ink. Yeah, like I think there's so many people who like put out plans and stuff like that online, and like sometimes you just want to do a project and you just want to like kind of be led by someone. Yeah, and and if you have plans that you can print out, it's great. You take them. You don't worry about dust getting all over them. You don't worry about like you can write notes right on them while you're working. Like, oh, I want to make this a little bit different. Okay, great. Right, you're just right on the piece of paper. You could don't like I don't take my laptop into my dusty garage. Yeah, because I'm, I'm one of those people that prefers paper anyway. Like, I can't read like a um, ebook or anything. Like, I, it has to be. I, I just can't do it. I don't know why. I prefer to have paper. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Any other any other printer talk? No, but it, I thought maybe that might you know segue nicely into someone who's been making plans. Oh me? <laughs> <laughs> see, see, I tried to yes. set up the segue nicely, but <laughs> who me? <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. I so I've been working on. I finished up this guy this week, and uh, for the listeners, wait, I got to make it make the sound. Okay. Little uh, flippy minimalist card wallet. Um, And I did a, so it's canvas and leather. And I made a 3D printed template for it. And you can't really see it in this lighting, but this is embossed. So I also did a 3D printed stamp for that. So it's, um, I'm really happy with this design. Like it's it's really nice to use, especially with the canvas and leather. The the leather, sorry, the canvas is essentially like a living hinge. and then the leather just forms the backs and is kind of an accent. So it's very, it's very nice to use. So I'm putting out um, a template for it as well as the uh, STL files for the 3D printed template and stamp uh, when, I, when I put out the video. So I saw that stamp. It looks really cool that you can do that. Yeah, thank you. It's super exciting. And I've actually, so since doing this wallet, I've actually found that kind of embossing with leather stamps works better. So this was, I wet the leather and then hammered the stamp onto it like you would treat it with most leather stamps. But what yeah. I've tried since then is really soaking the leather so it gets super soft and then clamping the stamp onto it. I was going to say, yeah, like what if you clamp it and just let it to dry? Yeah, so that works a good deal better, I found. Yeah. Um, clamping and works I actually, better. I like it. Yeah, clamping. There we go. And um, <laughs> I actually got the idea, I think, from Jimmy's notebook, his notebooks videos because that's how he gets that like really crisp embossing in his book binding press. It, it actually made me want to get a book binding press, but maybe uh, this is see. like, 
I was gonna say this is like one of the things that I love about the maker community. Like I would never have thought with a 3D printer to print I mean I don't do leather work, I I want to, but like it would have never crossed my mind that you could print your own 3D like stamps for leather. Yeah, and I had a guy tag me on Instagram today saying that he got the idea and tried it out to great success. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's pretty cool. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, so if I had a three D printer, that wouldn't even cross my mind. But you get a three D printer, and like that's what you think about. Like, it, I just love how everyone's just so different and has different ideas. Yeah, it's, for sure. Like, it's there's amazing. Yeah, I I feel like uh, I look on like there's three D printing subreddit, and it's like so many things that like I would never I I would love to do at some point, but I would never think of doing first. It's like your yeah. your knee jerk reaction is going to be so unique. Yeah, in like what I was thinking when you were making that. Uh, well, you're doing the makers on Zoom having coffee uh, keychain. When I saw that, I went, "Well, oh, you could just make a stamp, like boom, or like almost like a not a branding iron, but instead of a branding iron, you just make an ink based stamp with a 3D printer." Yeah, Easily. I was actually I was actually looking into that today, um, and I, it it will work, right? Like if you have yeah. a if you have a raised surface and you put it in ink. I'm just kind of skeptical about like, it's so hard that I don't know how good of a stamp it would leave. Um, mm. And like, if I wanted to do one, like with my logo or something, maybe I would do it. But at that point, it's like, I might as well just try carving a rubber blank. And I f- like, I don't know if you guys follow Dave Bauer, but he recently did that. Like he carved a letter. So I was just gonna so mention, cool. That's exactly who I was going to mention. I was like, he's got a book binding press. Have you seen like, he oh, just really? bought one. Yeah. No, I mean, because I don't like with the way Instagram algorithm work, I only see like one post from everyone every month. So <laughs> I, I know it's, yeah, that's a whole topic on its own is how ridiculous Instagram is. Yeah, I just forget people exist. Anyways, but yeah, I like, don't I think it started on Twitter. <laughs> I think stamp, like ink stamp wise, I'm not as excited about it as the leather stamps. Just be, especially right. with the customization right. options for for like commission work, but um, I don't I'm do think, leather work. Yeah, so. but I'm talking about me, <laughs> <laughs> right? And I'm talking about me. Uh, yeah, is Grant, that, I'll, I'll 3D print you a oh solder solder yarn. Is that a, no? Is that it's a actually, it's just a screwdriver that has like a little oh. thing that like pops out, so that you can hold, you can get extra torque. Oh, but then that's, it also that's kind a of looks, neat idea. Yeah. It's because like, conveniently it looks like a gun. Yeah. But we're in Canada, so it's illegal. <laughs> um, yes. So 3D printed leather stuff is exciting. And I'm, yeah. I think I'll have this video out by the time the podcast drops. I will go out on a limb and say I will. So check the show notes and that video will be there. And what, the other – How many cards can that hold? Sorry. How many cards can that so, hold? So this can hold four cards easily. You can probably stuff some more in there. But the reason I did that is because for a few years now, I've been carrying around a bulky store-bought bifold wallet. And I've realized that I only need four cards with me 99% of the time. I need my credit card, my debit card, my driver's license, and like a transit card if I'm taking public transit. And like the other 1% of the time, I can just grab a card and for that specific scenario. That's how, that's how I live. Yeah. You know, and like, I, I, I am basically living in a cashless society at this point. Like I only will have cash if someone gives it to me. See, I especially during like lockdown. Yeah. During now I lock cash is pretty much useless, but I always had cash on me. Because there's always that one time I'm going to like, oh, like I'm really thirsty or I used to smoke. I, I want a pack of cigarettes. And you go to this like corner store and they don't accept debit or credit. And you're like, who doesn't accept debit or credit? It's like, well, it's been like, do, you know, we're, 2015. What we've the had it the opposite with COVID. We don't accept cash. What? Yeah, that's a lot of places here. I, and I just you, filled up my tank with petrol and you won't accept my money. Okay, well, I'm not paying. <laughs> and you know it's like i think i need cash for two main things where i live number one is the laundromat because i don't have laundry in my apartment and number two is all the hole in the wall little restaurants that are cash only because they're trying to avoid taxes (laughs) that would have been really funny if you just stopped at the hole in the wall yeah just holes in the wall (laughs) have you you read uh, global news 
Morley? Like the news network? Yeah, global. Or or have you checked out, like, I know you spent some time in BC because the BC Health uh, Ministry is recommending glory holes. What? Yep. <laughs> and it's on what global content? news, which is a national news network, you what? know, because of coronavirus. I, I context. Because of coronavirus, if you don't want to breathe on it, people, glo- glory holes. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, wow. I'll include the link to that as well in the show notes because it's unbelievable that a national news network is recommending Lorioles. Um, speaking of that, actually, made me think that I theoretically, theoretically could get away with just carrying around two cards: my transit card and then my work. I have a card for work to like get indoors and stuff mm-hmm. because my credit card, my debit card, are both on my watch. And my um, license is on my phone. Mm-hmm. We have digital licenses. So, oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. I mean, really? you can. You know, we have both. So the digital licenses have just come in, and you you don't have to do them. Like you, you don't have to do a digital license if you don't want to. Um, but yeah, because there's a lot of lot of controversy around it. People are like, well, what if my phone's flat? And I can't show you my license if I get pulled over by the police. Or what if um what if an old person doesn't have a phone and stuff? And all that. Well, so they still let you have the normal ones as well. I, I'd like to have I'd like to have a normal one, but be able to show my digital one. Yeah, yeah, that's what we can do. Cool. Because yeah, that nice. would like, like, I guess theoretically right I could now, also go on, go on, Grant. Go ahead. Okay, I was just gonna say like theoretically I could also just get rid of my debit card and credit card, but I just have them because that's how I've always had it, <laughs> and I just haven't yeah. futured. Oh, Adam's dropping stuff. I dropped my phone. <laughs> Adam really likes to show us. Did it break? It looks broken now. It already was. Oh, okay. Check out my license photo. Holy nice. far out. What a stud. Um, but yeah, so we have digital, <laughs> that. And then this QR code here is so that you can sign into pubs and clubs and stuff. Oh, that's cool. You like show it to the screen and it signs you in. So yeah. Hmm. I wonder if that will make fake IDs harder or easier to make. I think harder because it has like a like the police can scan your phone and see if it comes up real. And I was thinking about that, like because you know people, some people drive like well disqualified or cancelled license or whatever. It would come up on the screen like disqualified across it and stuff. You couldn't just like here we have random breath test sites where like the police will just pull over the side of the road, set up a thing. You got to pull in, show your license, breathe into the breath test and then they'll let you go because they just look at your license and don't check it in the computer you could just hand them the license if it's cancelled they wouldn't even know and then you just drive yeah. off but with the digital oh, wow. you couldn't do that interesting yeah. this is same here yeah. hmm. well no because i feel like every anytime i've gotten pulled over they walk back to the squad car with your license and if you check, get pulled check. over but not if you get pulled over oh, for a random breath test like yeah. in a in a bay like they're just getting as many cars through as possible yeah they're, gotcha. they're called ride tests here yeah, we call them RBTs, okay. random breath test, because, you know, makes cool. sense. I Never guess. had that experience. Um, other things I've been up to this week, we put out the Into the Spotlight episode with John Kaipoff, who is a really cool guy in the maker community. He does a lot yeah. with digital fabrication and coding and woodworking. He is he, His projects are awesome, but... I think him as a guy and his interviewing and all his stories are equally, if not more awesome and interesting. That was a uh, really so, interesting episode. Oh, you like, finished really it? You liked in, it? Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. And like the amount of knowledge he has and like, he's just like pulling quotes off the like apparently wall. Uh, and yeah, I, I just thought it was awesome. Like, he's he's a very interesting guy for sure. I'm actually surprised he doesn't have his own podcast, but I know, I know. I feel like we really like really got him early and I'm really happy about that. <laughs> so that was like that was really exciting. Um we had that conversation like a a couple of weeks ago at this point. Um just like didn't weren't able to get it out as soon as we wanted for a couple of reasons, but very happy with that and that was cool. We also had another great recording this week with a musician. Um nice. so that should be out in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, we're off and running. It's it's exciting. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Um, yeah. And I also just today finished another custom dog patch 
that yeah, those um, patches are so cool thank you like every time you post them on on instagram like that must take a lot of like fiddling yes it, it's a lot yeah, of it's, like, it's meticulous yeah it's crazy they look good but thank you yeah so this one was um a referral from grant uh i did grant's what sorry grant what is the um breed of rivet again miniature schnauzer so grant's miniature schnauzer rivet and this one was a sheltie so very like different looking dog and it was a mm. it was a challenge because like shelties have such like a layering of hair fine hair and colors um but it was fun like yeah i remember i remember seeing the patch on instagram and i just thought you must have so much patience <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's funny like, i'd get yeah i don't know i feel like you sometimes you just find those things where they're difficult but you can like it's not stressful and i feel like i can kind of zero in on it and just like keep fiddling and i know that it'll it'll turn out and i kind of have a vision in my head and it's yeah it's a challenge but it's like you get into a flow it's like, state or it's I, like people I don't like sanding <laughs> i don't I mind like sanding, sanding if i have a really interesting podcast <laughs> <laughs> i skip I, sanding quite a lot see i i like sanding what i don't like is putting finish on usually like when they everyone's like oh do three coats i almost always do one. Oh. Yeah, same. But I'll sand to, I'll sand for hours. Yeah, but I'll only mm-hmm. ever do one coat. It's like I've done <laughs> three quarters of the finishing, and then ah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, most of my sanding is relatively small stuff, so I don't have that bad of a relationship with it. But I have when I was working at the set shop, I did some pretty like almost entire days of just sanding flats and just sanding the spackle down. And that was, that's an experience. <laughs> Anyways. I, hate, I really hate sanding walls, like trying to get it completely flat so you can't see it through the paint. It was the yeah. worst. Yeah, that's what this is. But luckily, since they're flats, you can just lay them down and just bend over it. Like it's very ergonomic. Yeah. It's just tedious. Hmm. Um, and as Grant mentioned, I've also been working on my Because We Make Enlighteners challenge, which I will not say much about because I'm trying to keep it on the DL until it's done but I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be pretty cool. And yeah, some other things. Ready to start mine. Nice. Yeah. Well, on that note, Adam, what, what else have you been up to this week? (laughs) So I decided that I want to, I'm thinking, uh, I didn't decide. I'm thinking about building a new workbench and getting rid of the one I have. It just, it really bothers me that, um, like I love my workbench, but it's never flat. And I just don't have the time or patience to flatten it every however long I need to do it. So I'm thinking of like designing something with like a removable MDF M- MDF top. Yeah, that's so what like we use at the set flat. shop. It, yeah. It's, it just makes it like for production. Because I, I don't really I use my workbench for like doing work as much. I more use it for assembly and stuff. And like I put the, um, the other day I built a um, – another like baby activity gym, but a bigger one because my wife wanted a longer one. And like, I literally put two pieces of bought wood that were already planed down and everything on the bench, screwed them together with pocket holes and they weren't like flat together. (laughs) And it just, yeah, it just really bothers me. So, and then I thought if I make it with a removable top, then I can just, if it gets grubby or whatever, just replace it. Mm -hmm. If it gets, you know, and that, yeah. And then um, I've been designing a farmhouse table that I want to try and make to sell. Like I was talking about last week, I want to try and make a business out of, out of this now and, and that, and on that, I'm not going to buy a welder because I decide I, I didn't decide. I was looking at, um, I was looking at Bunnings and for the price it would cost me just to buy the metal, I can buy the exact same design legs that I would have made. Hmm. Ah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, and they're like pre-finished, pre-painted and everything. So I'm like, well, just for the metal, then I've got to buy paint on top. Plus, I don't know what I'm doing. Plus, I need to buy stuff for the grinder to sand to grind it all down after it's been welded and getting a nice paint job and stuff. Or I spend the same amount of money on the metal and just buy the legs. See, I think you need to like expand your horizons and get outside of the Bunnings 
place because it's the same with like if i go to home depot to try and buy wood at like oak or if i go there to buy metal it's insanely priced versus like a hardwood dealer or metal supermarket right like it's it's i think you're just going to the wrong place to look at prices probably just gotta you gotta look around yeah well i I also think think like sorry go I think the other consideration with if you want to get into welding is if you wanted to do custom legs. Like if you if yeah. if you just want to do the legs that other people are making, then you're right. Like it probably doesn't make a lot of sense to get it yourself because they can probably do it cheaper at scale. But I think yeah, where exactly, it really would yeah. come in clutch is if you wanted to like make your own original ideas. Yeah, which is what which is what I'm thinking. Like with the farmhouse table, I know the legs I want. They're like. I know the design it's in my head and I've been like trying to come up with it. The, the legs are what I want them to be. That's exactly what they are that I can buy already pre-made, pre-finished and everything. I think if I wanted to go into more in depth with actually making custom legs and stuff, then I'll definitely look into getting a welder in that. Um, so, I mean, I'm not getting one now, but I might get one in the future because I do want to try and expand away from wood, but. If there's any listeners out there who want to hook Adam up with a welder, <laughs> just just send him a send a send a message on Instagram. Yeah, well, that's um, how, like uh, the guys from Fools of Tools, like the one guy uh, Alex or Al Alex Hackshack, like he got a welder, yeah. like it's a stick welder. It's a, but I'm pretty sure he got it like just somebody knew was was gonna like throw it out because stick welders are pretty cheap, but. Yeah, it's a good place to start because yeah. it's you. You have to actually be good to do a stick welding. Like, it's it's actually a way harder. So if you start there and you learn it from there, you'll be better once you have the real tool or different tools. Yeah, I don't. I I mean as, exactly. I don't even know like what different welders are what. I know there's like MIG and TIG. I don't know what they are and stuff. And I think at school we use like a torch with a rod with flux. Oh, okay. Something, whatever that is. And yeah, I know there was like gas and stuff. You had to light it. But yeah. Um, what else? I've been working on a new video, which I'm like six hours of editing in. It's probably, I reckon I'm like a third, somewhere between a third and a quarter of the way done. Are you building a so house? Probably like a 20 hour build. <laughs> it, have a guess how long the video goes for. Like finished? Yeah, like 20 for a minutes? twenty hour. Say so it's a twenty hour edit. I don't know. I don't track my hours like that. <laughs> like twenty minute video. So, I, I thirty would say seconds. Thirty, 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah. Okay. I need, you need so, to explain yourself a little bit. <laughs> all right. So my um, my clampendation this week is actually to do with this, um, but I've been watching. It's like people on YouTube that make ads and stuff for Instagram and Facebook for companies. So it's like just like all B-roll turned into like a commercial in a way. So when I made the um, – I was, I was I somehow got onto this guy's channel and I was watching it. I'm just like in awe just thinking oh, this is, I would love to make these videos. So like in the future, I'm hoping that I can make like a 30-second like video and then like – so you can watch my video and then if you want to see how I actually made it, then I'll make – like then there'll be a second video of the actual like building of it, if that makes sense. So yep. it's like two videos per project. Yeah. So when I made the um, activity gym that my wife wanted, the bigger one, I like filmed t- purposely just um, the footage to make like this little like ad video that goes for like 30 seconds. But like, it's just really fun, like learning all these new techniques and stuff. And like, so you like, you need to go through, edit it, edit down all the clips to like what you want. Then you need to add in all like speed ramping and transitions. Then you've got to do audio, um, like all the different sound effects and stuff and then add music on top. And like, there's so much into it, but it's just like, it's just really fun. Like trying to do that. But then also well, on top of that, I'm trying to learn. Well, it's six hours you're enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. It's good. Cause like, I'll like, I'll edit something and like, I'll track something. Like I, I, um, I pulled the uh, miter saw down to cut a piece of wood and I tracked it so that it will constantly be in the center of the frame. So like, I had my wife film for me 
And like, so she moved the camera with it, but then I also edited it. So like, it's always in this and like, and then you play it back and it just looks so good that it just like, it just makes it all worth it. Cool. But yeah. Kind of excited to see so it. I'm, it sounds cool. Yeah. It sounds very satisfying. Really excited. I threw the drill up in the air and like, so like it does a spin and then caught it. So like the camera moves with it and stuff. It, yeah, it just looks really good. Hmm. It sounds like yeah, you I'm need to get on TikTok, Adam. Need to what? It sounds like you need to get, get on, on TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> No. <laughs> well, I mean, They're like, monetize TikTok soon, so it makes sense to get on there yeah. now. It's true. It's if it, if TikTok is anything, it's a fantastic source of animal videos. That's what I've. That is one certainty in life. I, I think I've looked on there like once or twice. Like, if someone sends a TikTok video to me or something, but I I never like been into it. But yeah. I just for me, yeah, so, it reminds me of Vine. Does everyone? Oh remember yeah, for Vine? sure. Yeah, 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 I think that's the whole point of it. Yeah, and it's so kind of it's taken on made, its, like, it's entirely own from Vine. It's taken on its entirely own culture, though. Like yeah. at this point, it's 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 kind of forked. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, that's pretty much it. But I've also been procrastinating on like the editing and stuff. Playing um, No Man's Sky, it's called. It's a like Xbox, PlayStation, computer game and stuff, but it, they do cross-platform play. So, like, my mates play it on Xbox, but I'm playing it on my computer and Ooh. stuff. So, yeah, it's been fun. Very nice. But yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for this, like, these videos, if if I can get it down. But then, or, yeah, like, six hours and 20-hour edit, but I'm still learning the program. So, eventually, right, I should get more efficient at it, you know. Yeah, so have you had like a whole few days of using all your new toys? A little bit, yeah. We um, with the camera, we we took a few photos, and like my wife literally grabbed the camera off me straight out of the box and went and took photos of all her plants. Oh. And like they look at, they look amazing, but like I didn't even get to change any settings and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> now that I've changed all the settings, go take photos because like it wasn't even in like the highest resolution possible to take photos. I hadn't changed like the aperture or the ISO or anything. Like now I fiddled with all that. And um, yeah, it's really, really good. Nice. That's awesome. But yeah, and my wide angle lens came. So that was, it's such a big difference between like the wide angle and normal, normal um, lens. Hmm. So I've got two lenses now. And then, yeah, laptop's been fun. Just playing games. <laughs> We're not editing. Have you rendered any video yet? No. No, because okay, I'm still wanna, editing my first video. I want to hear how fast it renders because I reckon it'll be pretty quick. Like Al from Al's Hack Shack said he got a new vit like new thing on the one of the latest Fools with Tools podcasts. And he said it took like six seconds. He was like, I went to go make a tea and I came back and it was Yeah, but he's like, I went to leave and it's desktop. Yeah, but he might have built his own desktop, but I think what Adam bought is comparable. Yeah, one of my one of my good mates has a has a um, desktop. He's had it for a couple of years, and he said the laptop I bought costs the same amount as what he paid for his desktop, and it's double everything. Damn. Yeah, it's crazy so, how yeah. like I mean, the specs of brand new computers just blow yeah. things five years ago out of the water. Yeah, it's yeah. like there's a whole law about it, like a Moore's law. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No, I just invented uh, that. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Like that Moore's Law, like it stopped being relevant for a while, but people still refer to it. Oh, really? It's it kind was, of like peaked? It's peaked. Like it was like really true for a long time that like the computing power doubled every year or whatever it was, but it, it stopped doing that for a bit. Like anyways, that's a whole engineering thing that no one else cares I, about. I have the Zoom call on half my screen and on the other half I have like the Google Doc that we use to like type what we're going to talk about and stuff. And all I keep looking over and seeing is coronavirus glory hole sex. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Grant put the link in for the glory hole thing. Yep. Well, it's, it's <laughs> national news. So. Uh, yeah. If, if the you know, national news can put it on, we can talk about it. You know That's what's really funny? Point. I was 
Although it was my idea to not have a topic one week, like I was a bit concerned that we would like not really get started. It's taken us 45 minutes to talk about what we've been working on for a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's dive into this no topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's no, where, but- like, I went into a lot more of what I'm doing than I normally would. Um, yes, I knowing that, right? Like, and I'm kind of asking for, you know, a little bit of advice on that situation with no, no, no glory holes. No, yeah, no glory holes. Uh, no glory holes. Not no, not the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Does glory holes make it an explicit episode? I don't think so. Well, if, if global <laughs> news says it, you know, well, as Grant yeah. said, true. Uh, I don't. <laughs> think it does. Oh, now it is. <laughs> uh, I'll beep out one word. The glory hole word, because there's a lot of those. <laughs> I'll just bleep. I'll beep out glory, so we just keep saying holes. <laughs> Uh, anyways, there's no good reason for us to continue this conversation. <laughs> Does anyone have any non non topic related things that they want to talk about? Hmm. I had something I wanted to ask you about, but now I don't remember what it was. So that's really annoying. And that sentence was pointless. It's okay. I still love you. You know. <laughs> I found recently that I've been doing a lot more list making before I leave the house. And I find that because it's like sometimes you have to line up for 30 minutes to get into a store. And I found that I I often don't forget things like I used to. I'll often go to the store, get all the things I actually need because I've thought about it so much. Because I know I don't want to go back that uh, it's a lot better. But that's uh, good. Actually, you know what? That yeah, reminds me. I of always make that list before I go. Okay, that that's a great segue into this. So, how are you guys in like going to hardware stores to get supplies? As a general experience, how is your state of mind in that situation? Walk in, get what I need, get out. Don't talk to me if you work there. Okay, because I know I know more than you. Okay, King okay. So, Grant, what about you? Uh, generally I, I go in and then sometimes depends on what, like if I'm doing the job, I go in, get the thing and leave. But I'm just like, I, I'm like, Oh, I've got an hour to kill. I'll walk through every single aisle to try and get inspiration. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I did, I did that this week. I went to home Depot just for the sole purpose of getting inspiration and a little bit of like active problem solving for my, because we make enlightenment challenge project. Mm-hmm. And I've sometimes what I do when I go to home Depot, like the hardware store that I usually go to in Canada is like, um, I'll go in with a, with 90% of my head of what I need, but I'm still kind of like designing in my head as I'm there. So I'm like, you know, when like you're in the aisles and you're comparing two pieces of hardware and you're saying like, okay, is this, you're just kind of doing it all in your head and you don't have it 100% done, that stresses me out so much and makes the hardware store experience terrible, I have realized. I figured out that when, like, to going to the hardware store, I need to, like, it's just so much better for me to plan exactly what I need or go in in an entirely, like, I'm just perusing, looking for inspiration. If I go in, like, trying to design on the fly when I'm there, it's just, like, such a negative experience, I find. Uh I, I, I think I know why, and it's because Home Depot carries only like the like it doesn't carry what you needed. Yes, when it they comes carry to like, like two of e- two options for each thing that right. might not be great either to, one. You need to go to like a Burfasco or something like that. What is that? That's an amazing Burfasco? word. Burfasco? Yeah, yes. it's like a metal – like they sell every single nut and bolt ever made. Yeah, That's the type right, of place right. you need to go. I need to partition out the parts of a project that um, I'm actively designing in the store and go to that specialty store for those things. That's what it sounds like. When it comes to like, if you want hardware, you need to go to a hardware supplier. That's what they do. They have those like 
Like you're just like, I want something that has like coarse thread on one side and like fine thread on the other. And I want it to like, it's like, I I don't know why, but it needs to also have a hook somehow. Oh, they have that. And they're like, okay, great. Like, but if you're trying to look for that in Home Depot, it's like, uh, you have a, here's a T-nut. That's it. That's all we have. So (laughs) that that was like me when I, when I was getting the bolts for my flip cart. I yeah. said I went up to someone. I said, "Look, I need this length of bolt, but I want the thread to go the entire bolt, not halfway, and then be just flat, you know." And they just kept saying to me, "Oh, well, there's these ones." I'm like, "That's exactly what I just told you. I don't want. It's half thread." Half. <laughs> oh well, they got these ones. No, but I need this size. Oh yeah, but it's just ridiculous. Yeah, that's but why you need to go. You to- go- yeah, you need to go Everyone's to a hardware. Yeah. Yeah. So before you go to the hardware store, do you like, do you just go, do you think to yourself, all right, well, I need this. I'll go get it. Or like me, I'll, I think, all right, well, I need this. And then I'll go on their website, look it up, and then I'll go there and get it. Uh, it kind of depends. Like, yeah, if it's, if it's really specific stuff, I'll look on the website. If it's things that I know for a fact they have, I won't really bother. But I think a great yeah. takeaway from this all is that like most of the stress comes from looking for specialty hardware. And for that, I should either, well, now I can just 3D print it if it can be plastic. And number two, I should go to a hardware store. And then once I have my machine shop in five years, I'll just machine <laughs> everything myself. <laughs> yeah. I think I need to look around more what's near me that is not Bunnings. Yeah. Totally. I think you'll end yeah. up saving some money. Probably. Uh, well, not I just that, know, I'll for, probably actually be able to get what I want. Yeah. That's that's the big thing. Like going one day I needed an I can't remember what size drill bit it was, but I needed like a very like eight and a half millimeter drill bit. It was like, you know, I have like a, a drill bit set that comes with like sixteen hundred drill bits. But it didn't have this particular size, <laughs> but it, I needed that size to make threads and something. Anyways, I went to this Profasco, um, and boom, they they had it. It's the most expensive drill bit I've ever bought. But you know what it did? It literally drilled better than any other drill bit I've ever bought. Because yeah. like, I I we go to I go to Canadian Tire, which is like probably like your Bunnings, but uh, or something like that, but. They have these like 1600 drill bit combo things. They're like titanium drill bits and they go on sale for $10 on Father's yeah. Day and Christmas. Like, so like twice a year, they go on sale for $10. You get like 600 drill bits. I know or exactly what set you're talking about. Yeah, I have two of them <laughs> and they suck. I literally, if I use one of the drill bits, I take it and I throw it out. It's literally consumable. I have a kit like that too. Right. But I don't want drill bits to be consumable. Like I don't like that's such a bad environmental impact. But they're so cheap that it's hard to say no to. Yeah. Yeah. It's dangerous. Okay. Um we should move on to our clamp mandations because we're almost an hour in at at least from when we hit record. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll move on to mine because I, I was actually going to say your list thing was a segue for me too. Um, so my clamp nation this week is a guy named Daniel Schiffer. Sh- I think it, he says it at the beginning of every single episode. I knew I'd probably stuff it up. I think it's Schiffer. Um, and, yeah, so he he makes all these, like, B-roll ad videos for Instagram and Facebook. Like, that's companies pay him, like, just to make it an ad. And – um. Yeah, speaking of lists, like he, he was saying, because he all his videos are how to record the B-roll. Like he, I think he's done a couple on editing, but like mainly he he's like, I'm not going to do a full video on editing because it'll take me so long to show you. But it's like how to get certain shots and stuff and, and all that. Um, and he said like before you've, so when I filmed for this, this ad thing, it was like, specific shots that I needed for it. It's not like how you would normally feel like filming your shop. You just like you film stuff and then you edit it together. Like you have to think beforehand of like what you want the video to look like. And, and that's so he's like, make a list of every tool you're going to use and then make a list of different shots you could do for each tool. And then like decide what you actually mm-hmm. want to film and stuff. So like, yeah, right. really interesting. But yeah, if you watch it, any of his videos, like, like how to film 
something B-roll. Like, he did a pizza shop commercial and stuff. Like, just watch one video and you'll just be hooked. Like, it's insane. Cool. Yeah, that's definitely a rabbit hole because the world of, like, internet marketing is itself, like, a massive industry. Yeah. And I have to do that whenever I'm thinking of doing any kind of, like, special effects. Yeah, exactly. You, you, You have to think it out ahead of time or else you don't have the shots and once you don't have the shots that you just throw it out and you you move on to the next thing right like yeah anyways it's funny um he's done one video on how to make those sort of videos with a tripod because like you pretty much need a um videographer like someone to hold the camera to get the shots you need um, but even like the tripod ones, just amazing. I'm just, you watch it. It's like, how would I ever make that? But yeah. That's cool. Cool. Hmm. Grant, you want to uh, hit it next? Oh, me? Okay. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to recommend the, the pallet punter who's, uh, changed his name to, uh, I want to say Daner, but I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong. Daner design. Daniel. Danya, Danya. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's his last name. And now I feel bad, but whatever. Uh, He's a good guy, Australian guy. So that's why I can't understand how to, I I don't have that accent to say his name correctly. So I just won't wreck it. Anyways, he made a really cool uh, palette. That's how I would say it. (laughs) Right. But it's not that because it's D-A-I-N-E-R. Oh, you misspelled it in the Google Doc. Yeah, you misspelled it in the Google Doc. Well, wow, that's because Danier is a leather company in Canada that's actually shut excuses, down now. Excuses, excuses. Oh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. It's spelled oh. correctly in the Google. So it'd be, so it'd be Dana. Daner. Yeah, Daner Design. Anyway, okay. I don't know yeah. how I would spell it or how I would pronounce it, but he's uh, he's a really good guy. Um, and he made a chair out of uh, pallet wood that was like bent. Um uh, using like some vacuum forming and stuff like that. Anyways, it's a really cool looking chair. Uh, so you guys should go check it out. Cool. It sounds awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, so do you, my client mandation for the week, do you guys listen to the podcast, uh, how I built this with Guy Raz? No, no. Oh, okay. So I, I don't know if everyone would get as sucked into it as I would. But it's a fantastic podcast. Uh, it's actually under NPR. Um, Guy Raz is a great interviewer, and he does interviews with mostly founders of companies, um, as well as yeah, like that's that's largely what it is. So he has one with like James Dyson. He has one with like the founder of Ben and Jerry's. I list, before I uh, came on today, I was listening to one with the guy who founded Tempur-Pedic. They are all so interesting. And I've kind of got, I used to stick to the ones of like companies that I was interested in, or I was like, oh, like that's probably a really interesting story, but I've kind of just thrown that out the window because even if I have never heard of the company or it's not interesting, or I'm not interested in the company, every story is so like riveting. I just, in terms of like a story, um, it's probably like one of my favorite things I've listened to. It's probably like my favorite podcast I listen to and it's um i've kind of been it's been like a weekly listen for the past few years but i've realized i've never really like plugged it and it's been a really positive thing in my life and i think it's one of the things that's made me realize that um i want to make kind of like my own ventures a priority in my life just because of like how how into i get these episodes and these stories i'm like this is like the most interesting thing in the world Um, yeah, so I really cannot recommend it enough if you're interested in like entrepreneurship or, um, just how these companies got built, how people got these ideas and did all things got the way they were like, they have, they have something for everyone. They have ones about chefs. They have ones about, they have a really interesting one with logic who is a rapper who started his own record label. Uh, he's like totally independent. So that one's super interesting. Logic does that. Um, was that 1300 number song? Yeah. I'm not sure. I saw him live though. I saw him uh, in Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, a song about like depression. and. Oh yeah. Out. Like that's on yeah. brand for him. 
he, he's yeah. definitely done like an album about that. Uh, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's a good album. <laughs> I think a lot of people in our community, if they don't already listen to this podcast, would get a lot from it. Hmm. Yeah, cool. So that's that's my clamendation. Well, once I catch up on like the 17 other podcasts that I'm behind on, I'll give that one a look. Nice. <laughs> I just like to get what like. Do you get far enough behind on one that you're just like, I just cannot be bothered to yep. listen to it? Yep. Yeah. Same. I, I did that. I like, I love like Bill Burr, and I actually really like his podcast, and I think he has a lot of really good things to say. Like, when Colin Kaepernick was kneeling, he had asked, what, like, what, what are your thoughts on this? And he went, if this guy making this amount of money think there's a problem... I think I want to listen to him. Right? It just yeah. seemed like this like super logical like oh, yeah, that makes sense. This guy who's who's clearly like at the top of like you know, that he's making good money and if he thinks there's a problem, I think we should probably listen to him. It, I just went that makes so much sense to me. Uh <laughs> So that's the kind of thing that I just go like his his logic is great, but I've fallen behind his podcast and I'm just like I can't catch up now. Like yeah, yeah. well he does yeah. two a week and like I I pop in and out like some, but I I used to listen to it pretty consistently, especially when I was taking the subway every day to school. Um, but exactly um, I've actually I've replaced that recently with his podcast with Bert Kreischer, which is the Bill Burt podcast, which is hilarious. Really, I also really recommend that. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. They had one this you, week with uh, Dave Portnoy, who's the founder of Barstool Sports. Oh, yeah. Who's quite a character. It was an entertaining one. When you say on the way to school, I assume you mean like to college or something? Yeah. Like but in my head, that. yeah, in my head, I think like high school. <laughs> no, I did not. I was not in an urban enough environment to take this. I'm not that to. young. <laughs> no, he was, just, he was just too like posh to take a subway. When he was in high school. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't living in the suburbs or anything. <laughs> yeah, I was actually talking to someone at work the other day about like the same thing. They um, were saying that about uh, Joe Rogan. Like they, the Joe Rogan podcast, they only now listen if it's someone that they want to listen, like the host is, the um, guest is someone they want to listen to because it's, it's just too much. It's a big time commitment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So before we go, I want to thank our Patreon. We have one. <laughs> um, but anyone who's our, who um, becomes Patreon on our F-Clamp level gets a shout-out. So big shout-out to Leroy from Big Rock Timberworks. And we'll also have him linked in the, um, in the show notes. And if you do want to support us on Patreon, we'll have a link to that as well, even for – one dollar a week, you can get the after show and pre show if there is one. Yeah, there's always yeah, there's always like, something. Right. It's just whether or not there's it's an something. after show, a pre show, or just somewhere in the middle. We decided we needed to cut out because it didn't fit with the rest of the episode. There'll always be something. Well, there might be two. There might be a pre show and an after show. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, any other business before we go? Well, you should. We oh, we don't have a review, right? We should mention the 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 part of the podcast where Morley does an accent based on where he thinks the people might have come from, based on their name, and uh, yeah. So if you live somewhere that has a really tough accent, make sure you leave us a review, please. I need to work on my game. It'll be good yeah. skill building for me. <laughs> and so make sure, like in it. Just say what your accent is. So, if you're from if you're from the U.S., don't just say USA because that's like he'll just yeah, give be, me a city. Yeah, say yeah, like get, Texas or something. Exactly. Um. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So, um, where can everyone find us? Do I go, Morley? You can find me at Morley Kurt everywhere. Where can everyone find you, Grant? You can find me at the Grant Alexander everywhere except for Twitter, <laughs> and you can find me at Make and Mackie uh, everywhere as well. And you can find us collectively on Clampcast on Instagram. 
And you know what else? I'm going to mention something that we don't mention very much because someone has finally found our Facebook page and we have one. We have a Facebook group. So uh, I'm the little admin there. Um, so if you see, uh, if you, if you go and find Clampcast on Facebook and then, I, you know, Clampcast responds to you, it's me. If Clampcast responds to you on Instagram, that's, uh, that's Adam. And, uh, and eventually we might have a Twitter. And if Clampcast responds to you on that, it's Morley. <laughs> uh, that's funny. All, all three platforms are run by someone different. <laughs> This is like this is like when the kid like asks their parents for things separately because they know they'll get different answers. <laughs> we, we have the same person message all three of us separately. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right. Well, on that, guys. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. because yeah so i was fully expecting as usual um that i would roll in and you guys would already be here so i had this song queued up exactly i'm not always there when you call but i am always on time yes and baby you're mine is that the next lyric I have no clue. What I'm, not really up on my, I'm not really up on my jaw rule in a Shanti uh, discography. Uh, that is from when I was in high school. So <laughs> it, it, it was released while I was, you know, listening to lots of different types of music.